Girlfriends, episode number 222, Our Friend Faustina with Emily Jaminette and Michelle Fanley. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week, we are visiting with two friends of mine, fellow Catholic mom authors, Emily Jaminette and Michelle Fanley, talking about our friend, St. Faustina. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? I hope you are doing well. I hope you've been thriving inside of your quarantine, if it is ongoing where you are. I record these episodes um, a little bit early, so it's going to be a couple of weeks before you actually hear what I'm recording today. So I am looking ahead to the next two weeks and thinking hope. I'm thinking hope. I'm thinking life is going to begin to open up a bit. Anyway, I'm hoping that you are finding joy wherever you are. I want to thank you for showing up to connect with me here on the podcast this week. If you are a new listener, welcome. Glad you are checking us out. Glad you are joining the Girlfriends community this week. I hope you're going to enjoy what we share here and want to become an ongoing member of our community. We always love to grow our listenership in that way. Welcome. If you're a longtime listener, of course you're welcome. You know, I love that you are here and I love hearing from you in all the ways that the Girlfriends podcast is touching your life in all the different places where you live, where you're working, where you're playing. I'm always grateful that you bring me along for the ride, sometimes literally in the car. I know sometimes I'm along for the ride. I do the same with some of my favorite podcasts. So thank you for showing up. Thank you for being here. This week, I've got two authors who are going to be joining us. As I mentioned in the intro, Michelle Fanley and Emily Jaminette have written a number of books together, and I've asked them to come on to talk about this most recent book of theirs, Our Friend Faustina, um, which came out in the late fall. Actually, now I'm realizing it's not their newest book. They have another book out with Ave Maria Press, Prayfully, um, which came out in February. So you can't keep up with these two. They are a dynamic duo. I've been blessed to know them through their work and connect with them online and in person in a number of different ways, connecting in different ministries over the years. But I just know you're going to enjoy our conversation. If you are a big fangirl of St. Faustina already, you're going to love everything that they share, and you're going to love everything about this book. But if you don't even know anything about St. Faustina, they are such great ambassadors for divine mercy and the story of St. Faustina and all the ways in which this saint's amazing life are applicable to our lives as modern women today. So I can't wait to share my conversation with you. Check it out. Here is the recent chat that I had with Emily and Michelle about our friend Faustina. Hey, everybody. Here on Girlfriends today, I've got a couple of special guests. My guests today are Michelle Fanley and Emily Jaminat. Michelle and Emily have written several books together, and they worked in women's ministry together most of their adult lives. They are both currently serving on the board of directors of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, which is the largest women's conference in the United States. They have spoken at women's events across the country, are regular guests on Catholic radio, have been featured on EWTN. They both write for various publications and contribute to Precious Close to My Heart, CatholicMom.com. 
Michelle and Emily are graduates of Franciscan University, and they both live in Columbus, Ohio with their families. Michelle holds a Bachelor of Science in Nursing and is currently working on an advanced degree for licensure as a school nurse. Um, she works right now as a school nurse at St. Andrew's School, but that's just the beginning of everything that you all are both doing. But we're going to dive into everything that you two are working on together. Michelle Fanley and Emily Jaminette, welcome to Girlfriends. Thanks for having us. We are so excited. We love this podcast. Oh, I'm thrilled that you are here. I think, you know, I, I was trying to think before we went on today, like, how long ago did I have you guys on? I, th I think I only had one of you maybe for your last book. I don't know. I just feel like I've known you guys forever. <laughs> I think it's, it's just a great opportunity, this new book, um, to have you guys on. So you've written a bunch of books together, but this most recent book um, that we're going to be talking about is Our Friend Faustina, Life Lessons in Divine Mercy. So just to get us started, because there might be some people listening who have no idea who St. Faustina is, or maybe they've heard of her, but they're not really sure. Um, she's sort of a newer saint to, to many of us. So let's, let's start with you, Michelle. Can you, for people who might not know Faustina, can you give us just a quick introduction to who she is? Sure. Uh, St. Faustina, as we say, our, our heavenly friend here, uh, yes. you know, five. So she is a modern saint, which is uh, one thing we really think is great about her because she lived not very long ago in a time similar to ours. Uh, she was born in Poland. Her real name was Helen, and she um, was born to a poor family. In fact, they were so poor, she was mostly home educated, uh, finally went to school for a couple of years, but then was asked to leave to make room for some other students. Um, she, in her early life, was um, went, it was a domestic helper. So she was a nanny. She worked in a bakery. Um, and she did things to help support her family. And she, um, in fact, one of the stories Emily and I like to share when we speak about St. Faustia is they were, she was so poor that their family only had one dress that the girls could wear to church. And so they had to share. So they had to take oh turns gosh. going to mass each week because they didn't have appropriate clothing to wear. But really, despite that, they, they had a very devout, um, their family was very devoutly Catholic. And even though she hadn't seen any religious sisters, she felt that call to religious life early on in, in her life. Mm -hmm. um, now, St. Faustina said she uh, had asked her parents to, um, to become a sister and they refused her initially. They didn't want her really because she was such a wonderful child and they knew if she went to the convent, they would never see her again. <sighs> and so she obeyed her parents. She went back to work, but she said one day she was uh, at a dance with her sisters and Jesus appeared to her and he said to her, how long shall I put up with you? And how long will you keep putting me off? Oh so my God. She, she was a little firm with it. The ultimate suitor. Yeah. <laughs> saying, you know, I'm calling you. So she went without her parents' permission. She went to Warsaw and she began to seek um, admission to convent. Now, this wasn't easy. You know, I said, that's mm -hmm. think, okay, we said yes to God. Now life's going to be great. She didn't have any money. So she was refused by many orders. And finally, in 1925, um, she joined the Sisters of the Most, sister, the Congregation of Our Lady of Mercy in Warsaw. And she took the religious name Sister Maria Faustina of the Most Blessed Sacrament. So she, um, but once, of course, she was in the order, things were not easy for her either. Um, she wasn't educated, though the nuns in that order, they had two different choirs of sisters. So there was the sisters who were educated, and their uh, main goal of their 
uh, order was to take care of wayward women. So women who wanted to reform their lives. So they were prostitutes and they um, had these women come in and live with them. And the sisters who were educated, they, they taught the sisters. But Sister Faustina, she was in the second choir. And so her job was to cook and to clean and to garden and to answer the door and do all those kind of menial type tasks. But she was really, everyone said she was so joyful and everyone wanted to be around her during recreation. But she was also very, very holy. And she had these mystical experiences where she um, had visions of Jesus and the Blessed Mother. And all of these things, St. Faustina, she wrote them down in her diary. So that is something that many people may have heard of is the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. And she um, journaled everything down that Jesus had had told her and all these beautiful, beautiful words. And But now what most people know about Sister Faustina is Jesus asked her to have an image painted of him. And that was the image of divine mercy that you see in most churches. So when Jesus appeared to her, he had the pale and the red rays flowing from his chest, his arm raised in blessing, and he was stepping toward um, toward us. And he asked specifically at the bottom, it said, Jesus, I trust in you. So Sister Faustina had to find um, someone to paint that. Actually, her spiritual director, Father Sipuchko, had someone paint that for her. And she spent, she would go over every week and tell the painter how to change things. And uh, eventually this painting was done and Jesus asked that she spread this message of divine mercy throughout the entire world. Now we know that's really challenging, right? She didn't have the internet. She was little in the convent. She didn't leave the convent. She only worked there. Um, So she had to somehow get this message out to the entire world. And there was was a struggle. There was a time that things were not approved by the church um, and was really not until after her death. Um, she died at young age of only 33 of tuberculosis, that um, the diary, she was a beatified and then became a saint in 2000. And then St. John Paul II uh, declared Divine Mercy Sunday an official feast in the Catholic Church in that year of 2000. Wow. Wow. This feels like history that we've we've sort of lived some of it, right? Yeah. I mean, like the last part of that story, I'm like, yeah, I remember when he did that. Um, so I, I like that, that she's a, she's a modern saint and somebody that we can relate to in that way. So what was the time period that she was living? She was born in 1905 and she um, received the vision of uh, Jesus. So she would enter the convent in 25 and mm-hmm. um, let's see the year of her death, 1938. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Actually, it is interesting. We, as we speak, we get people that come up to us that tell us, like, "Oh, my grandmother, somebody knew her," or you know, oh my gosh, people who actually knew Saint. Right. And so, and we actually were in a podcast or in a a Zoom with a group, and the woman came on and she said, "My maiden name, I'm Polish. My last maiden name is Kowalska." And she said, "But I, I wasn't Catholic. I'm a convert, and I don't know anything about her." But I said, "I wonder if somehow." I wonder. (laughs) (laughs) It's very possible, right? I mean, like living history. I think that is so amazing. Kowalska like Smith in Poland. I don't know. Yeah, it might be. It kind of sounds like it might be now. Um, so let, let's let's go to um, you next here, Emily, because you both have written another book about Saint Faustina. You guys are big fan girls, right? So you wrote Divine Mercy for Moms, sharing the lessons of Saint Faustina. But this newest one is Our Friend Faustina: Life Lessons in Divine Mercy. How is this book different from the the first one that you did on Saint Faustina? Well, that's a great question. The first book was actually focusing on the vocation of motherhood. So we are very proud that it's a catholicmom.com book. 
that it ties in, you know, a lot of times people don't see how divine mercy and how it plays out to mothers. So it had a special angle. It had a lot of stories. It has the, you know, the same piece of the history, but it also ties in the works of mercy. And um, one of the things that has really transformed Michelle and I's motherhood, um, I don't know if we mentioned early on, but, you know, Michelle's a mother of four. I'm the mother of seven. Danielle, you know, you also have a large family that, right. that, that call to constantly give, give, give mm-hmm. is something in which um, Divine Mercy has a, a very special component to it. And St. Faustina tells us in the diary that Jesus gives us a formula for mercy. So that book is focused very much on this formula for mercy, which um, in the diary, she said, I shall spread mercy and the importance of to deed, word, and prayer. So this component and that we're called to do merciful deeds, share merciful words. And even the third component is when we can't do deeds and words, we're called to pray. So that's really the backbone of divine mercy for moms. And what does that look like with a ton of the practical? Now, you know, when you give a presentation, I think, you know, this Danielle and you write a book called Divine Mercy for Moms. You feel terrible when they're not moms in the crowd, right? Right. I know. <laughs> you I give know. this talk I, and you're, all you're, the heart, time. you're, you know, you're like, no, you're a spiritual mom. This is so Michelle and I um, would give this talk, our friend Faustina, and we, it, it was for a brighter, wider audience. And we just felt, wouldn't it be beautiful to have in a written book, but then also to invite other people to contribute. So mm-hmm. it's a, um, it is a special project because it also includes these other women that have been touched by St. Faustina. And um, that was probably one of the neatest parts. It's the first time we've ever done a collaboration project like this and mm-hmm. including these, you know, mini essays, these mini, mini, you know, contributions chapters by a number of our friends um, who have said yes to the project. So our friend Faustina is, you know, not is way beyond just, Uh, Michelle and I sharing our stories of how this saint has impacted our life or how divine mercy as, you know, a component of divine mercy. And as Michelle went through, um, which she did a wonderful job, the overview, as you know, there's an image, there's a chaplet of divine mercy, there's a message of divine mercy, there's a diary, there's um, even a call to serve wayward women. And, and, you know, there's so many pieces to what St. Faustina did. So that's what our friend Faustina does. It, it unpacks that in a very personal way. And mm-hmm. um, just like how the early church was so spread through testimony and through word and through lives impacted, that's really what our friend Faustina does. Wow. And, it, and you know, and I, I got a preview of the book and I, I loved especially just hearing so many varied experiences of St. Faustina. And I I think that's probably true for devotion to any saint, but it particularly struck me that, that women experience this closeness to this, this female saint in this, in this particular way. And I think that's probably a combination of things The the modern, more modern saint maybe being part of it, but just her story is so compelling, right? Like Jesus shows up. (laughs) I mean, and of course Jesus shows up for every single one of us, but not necessarily in quite that way, right? <laughs> it's all of a sudden he's standing there talking to you, right? So um, that really struck me was the varied stories inside of the book. Um, so Michelle, let, let's ask, um, what are you, your big hope? Like when you were putting this book together, you, you, you had already done one for moms. You wanted this one to reach a broader audience, but what is your hope 
for what readers will take away from this book. What do you what are you hoping will be accomplished inside of their hearts with regard to St. Faustina, with their relationship with Jesus, with divine mercy? Well, I think first, you know, people look at the diary of, diary of St. Faustina and they're totally intimidated because it is huge. It's 600 pages. <laughs> right. That's what I was going to say. You don't start with that, right? Yeah. And I realize it, it isn't. Not everyone can pick that up and digest that and be spiritually fed by that. So we really encourage all um, of our, there's 11 of us that contribute to this project to to tuck in little snippets of the diary. So everyone has many, many quotes from the diary of St. Faustina within there. And they're all very encouraging, very um, heartfelt, really beautiful words that although, you know, Jesus was speaking them to St. Faustina, he's also speaking them to us. So this is another great way to introduce people to this topic. And also for those who might know a little bit about divine mercy, to start taking those next steps to go a little bit deeper in the water, to hear these words, and then to see these wonder, you know, there's so many amazing experiences in this book of trust, of God working in people's lives. And really, some people have said it was, I've never thought of that concept about having a saint as my friend. And, Mm -hmm. and so it was, it's a really um, great way to tell people that these saints, we are part of the community of saints, these people are real people that could be part of your lives and they want to want to help you to grow in holiness. You know, St. Faustina didn't do this to become famous and she doesn't care that we, you know, call her St. Faustina. Now she, <laughs> she wants to intercede on, on, on our behalf and she is calling us now to help her continue her work. You know, she specifically said in the diary, my mission will not end upon my death. I will continue to spread this mercy. And how does she do that? Through the hands and feet of people like us who are yeah. willing to share this beautiful message. And it's such a message of hope, especially in this time in, in our world. Such right. a message of hope. Oh, I love that. And and I love that little quote you shared from her because that's very, that's very hopeful as well. Like her mission is continuing and she oh. was aware of the plan to do that before her death. Like that reminds me of St. Therese, right? And how she's going to let fall a shower of roses. I always found that very hopeful. Like, oh, they, they, they plan to do this. So of course they're, they're going to be helping us out, right? <laughs> like they're, they're right there. Do, of course, all the saints are helping us out, but I, I like, especially when they've been cognizant of that before their death and, and spoke specifically about it. So um, that is really encouraging. So we've been talking about this concept of divine mercy. And now some people listening might be like, okay, I've, I hear this divine mercy thing. I heard about divine mercy Sunday. I'm not sure what it is. How can we get a clearer idea? Maybe, um, maybe Emily, you can share a little bit about what exactly do we mean about when we say divine mercy and how can we begin to better understand that concept? Well, I think what is so beautiful about the idea of divine mercy is that it is flowing forth. He gives us a, well, first of all, a visual so that as Michelle mentioned, the painting I like mm-hmm. to call it like a Jesus gave us a selfie. Let's put it in modern <laughs> language that our kids can, we can all understand. Like he gave us an, a selfie of what mercy looks like. And it is a beautiful painting. And it's not just a painting that's meant to hang on your wall. But St. Faustina tells us that the more we go before this image, the more we grow in trust, the more mm-hmm. that we can be able to receive special graces and where he wants to strengthen us. So it's this beautiful image, the divine mercy image where Jesus is standing there. He's holding back a little piece of his garment and these powerful rays are coming forth. So what we need to understand is that being Catholic is not about how beautiful our Catholic resume looks like and what we do for the church and how perfect we are. Maybe being that Pinterest perfect, it's about 
being who you are and going before the Lord and letting him transform you. One of the things in our, our newest book, Prayfully, Michelle and I keep saying is that Jesus is the one calling us. It's not us calling God. It's He's always pouring forth these merciful rays, this love that comes forth from his most sacred heart. But it's not just the image. You know, Divine Mercy also has the signature of mercy. And what is that signature? He didn't sign it, Jesus, all powerful, judging you. (laughs) He signed (laughs) the image. He said, I want you to end, I want you to write the signature at the bottom of the image that says, Jesus, I trust in you. And these simple words are words that as a grown adult in the times that we live in, I, I repeat in my head multiple times a day, there are words that you can share with someone on their deathbed. They are words that you can teach a very, very young child to say. And I, you know, as a, as a mom, as a woman involved in ministry, I have seen lives transformed by these simple words of Jesus, I trust in you. Because when we say those words, we're not, in, we're admitting we're not in control. Number mm-hmm. one, we're right. admitting that we hand over our will to the Lord and that we do our very best to trust. So um, on top of the diary and this beautiful dialogue that goes back and forth, Divine Mercy prepared the Polish people for what was coming, and that was Nazi Germany. That 1938, right, you know, was six or nine months after St. Faustina died was the invasion of Poland from the Nazis. Wow. But it was not, it was to prepare the people for this just need for God's mercy. And that's what I love about this devotion. It's not, you know, did you jump through all the hoops to be this perfect Catholic? It's no, let's, let's spread mercy in all that we do and always point back to the source of mercy, which is, um, Jesus Christ. So that's, that's a little overview of the message, hopefully. But if you just know he gave you a selfie, put it on your phone, (laughs) hang it in your wall and teach your children that this is what Jesus, you know, this is how he wants to be remembered. Um, and this is how he wants us to invoke him is all merciful, all loving. I love that. I'm going to remember that one. I hadn't heard that one before about Jesus gave you a selfie, <laughs> but that's exactly right. That's what he wanted. He wanted us to have this image of him that we could carry with us with the little message, right? He sent us a text with the message, right? Just say that that little prayer, Jesus, I trust in you. And we've talked about that before here on Girlfriends, what a powerful prayer that is and what a powerful a mantra that is that we can just be saying throughout our our busy days, especially as wives and as mothers. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the structure of the book. So, you know, I know when you, when you learn a little bit about marketing, you learn like word of mouth is like the most powerful way of convincing people of anything, right? Like someone loves something and they tell someone else about it. I'm always telling people that listen to the podcast, if you like the podcast, tell a girlfriend that you like the podcast, right? That's how we can grow. So that's really what struck me here was like, this is word of mouth about divine mercy and devotion to St. Faustina. Um, So Michelle, maybe you can talk a little bit about the structure of the book and who's in it, who has contributed, and why Why did you choose to use these, these particular voices and stories of the different contributors? Yeah, and actually, because of our first book, Divine Mercy for Moms, a lot of these people came into our lives. So it was really awesome. Ah. 
Um, so the, you know, we studied, of course, Emily and I, and I knew Emily's story and her connection with St. Faustina. We both were honored to go to St. to Krakow when we were studying abroad um, and visit her tomb. And we always say St. Faustina, she tapped us on the shoulder. She planted that seed back there when we were 19 years old. And now here, 20 plus <laughs> years later, we are following that up. Um, we also had done a podcast like this with Alison Jindra, and she told us this story of how her necklace was intertwined with the relic of St. Faustina. Right. And she had had this special devotion to St. Faustina, and it was uh, correlated with her um, adoption of her daughter. And mm-hmm. I, didn't, but I didn't know the whole story. You know, it was kind of neat about all this. It's like I knew little nuggets about these women, and I asked them. And they all said resoundingly, yes, they wanted to be part of this project. Um, we knew Elizabeth Piccicelli. She uh, lives here, was living here at the time in Columbus, and she had already had a book um, about uh, St. Faustina, St. Therese, and St. Bernadette. So we knew her story about confession was a very powerful one, an important one for women to hear that story that Jesus is, the priest is just the screen, and mm-hmm. Jesus is really there in the confession. And that was an amazing, powerful story that's brought many women to that that great mercy, that great divine mercy. And we asked, Brooke Taylor is a, another friend of ours here in the Ohio area. And we met Brooke at a blogging conference. Um, the ink had barely been dry on our contract, <laughs> right? Divine Mercy for Moms when we met Brooke. And we had heard her amazing story of how she adopted her daughter from Poland. And right. who also has this amazing devotion to St. Faustina. And we then had uh, this sweet girl, um, Caitlin Mason. Emily and I spoke at this uh, Catholic Mothers Conference down in South Carolina, and or North Carolina, sorry. And she um, actually founded Mary Garden Showers and is uh, it's a organization that has churches provide baby showers for women who are in crisis pregnancies. And this oh, was wow. spurred by um, Divine Mercy. And she actually had reached out to me. She said, you know, I wanted to write a book called Divine Mercy for Moms. And I realized there was our <laughs> She reached out to us and we actually got to meet in person. And so her story Great. is another just amazing how listening to this message has transformed people to, to, to action, to live out mercy in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, Lori Hubowski is a, probably one of my favorite stories. Lori was a musician and she's actually a, a friend of a mutual friend of Emily and I's here in Columbus. And she had wanted to meet us. And we actually scheduled the time to, to meet Lori here in Columbus when she was visiting. And we were at the Catholic Marketing Network um, a couple of years ago, I guess three years ago, when we were actually asked to write this book. And I went up to um, a booth and I, there was the Image of Divine Mercy movie. And I asked the woman, I said, you know, I'm, I'm the author of Divine Mercy for Moms and everyone asked me about this movie. I, I just got to get one. Can I just buy one copy? And her jaw dropped and she's like, did you just say you're, you're the author of Divine Mercy for Moms? Are you Michelle? And <laughs> I'm Lori Yubowski. I'm supposed to meet you in Columbus in a couple of weeks. Oh, that's so funny. And so here we, you know, had lunch and, great. Um, and she too also really her story is of trust when your your life is taken away from you and how um you know she was very involved in um, music the musical edition of the chap the chaplet of divine mercy mm-hmm. um and then kiara is a lovely uh friend of ours from england mm-hmm. and um, i'm gonna have emily do you mind do you have your book emily can you do chapters um nine and and ten and eleven yes absolutely 
So um, Kiara is our friend from England. She is really fun to watch on or to follow on social media, seeing her life in London. And, you know, she has a beautiful story about um, a little bit of an international perspective. So I absolutely think she is, um, you know, this language of the soul, just discovering divine mercy. And she really makes it come alive. She's got a large family. She was married young. It was, it was amazing. Uh, Liz Luna is, this was one of my favorite chapters. It was um, talk to me friend to friend, St. Faustina, and it's cure for loneliness. So I think as women, I'm sure you've talked a lot about this on girlfriends, loneliness, What's mm -hmm. it like when you move to a new city, when your husband takes a new job, when all mm -hmm. of a sudden you need to um, come out of this period of loneliness? And she has a beautiful story about how the diary really transformed her life. And she discovered friendship with St. Faustina and was really her cure for loneliness. So I absolutely love that chapter. Um, mm -hmm. The next one, Daria Little, our friend, she's... Uh, she did a really neat take in this chapter, she, Divine Mercy Novena. So she really broke down the Divine Mercy Novena, which many of us pray, um, you know, around the starting on Good Friday and going through different aspects of society that you're praying for. And mm -hmm. uh, she's a friend of ours. She actually um, is a convert from Islam. She spoke at the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, and it's really neat to see her faith grow and all the different ways in which she um, promotes the faith. And lastly, we ended with a bang, we could say, right, Michelle? Uh, <laughs> Sister Faustina Maria Pia is one of our very favorite chapters. Um, she talked about reminding me of who I am because she was actually, her birth name is Faustina. Wow. So when she became a sister, that's the name she kept, not took, was St. Faustina, <laughs> Sister Faustina. So um, it's really about her story about discovering this, this name that she had given at birth and mm -hmm. then um, how it played out into her religious life. So it was neat to have um, a sister, a sister for life contribute with um, the project. And each one takes a little angle that was really um, inspiring. So I, I just can't speak enough about the contributors as much as about the project. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's what I always love about projects like this is hearing from women from all different walks of life who all perhaps experience similar things, but in their own way. I think that's such a powerful thing. And something we always talk about here at Girlfriends is the power of women coming together and just sharing their stories. And that's what this particular book is all about. And I know you experienced that for sure in your, your ministry with women's conferences, right? There's nothing more powerful than getting all of those women together. Um, and just, you know, sharing about these things that we all share in common and our unique perspectives on it. Um, so on divine mercy Sunday, which we just had a few weeks back, um, I was reflecting on that day, like during this, this is like the most unusual divine mercy Sunday, right? Like we drove to our parish for a parking lot service where we prayed the divine mercy chaplet in our cars, like weird. Right. Uh, and I, I felt, I was like feeling disconnected in some ways, but then also just feeling more grateful than ever for that gift of God's 
divine mercy. And I feel like our world needs that more than ever. And I was reflecting even, you know, during that time, I, I had um, a good girlfriend whose father died on Divine Mercy Sunday. And I mean, what a blessing that is in a way, right? To um, just a little consolation to lose a loved one on that particular day. But I was thinking with this time where we're losing people, where people are sick, where there's such great anxiety with the, the global pandemic that we're facing right now, that we need God's mercy more than ever. And um, so for people who maybe are just getting their toes wet, like, do you think, Michelle, that learning about St. Faustina is a good way to get started in learning more about mercy? You already mentioned the diary and that we probably shouldn't start by diving into that giant book, right? Yeah, it's, it's a little, it could be a little intimidating, but if you, you know, you, I certainly don't ever discourage, but one thing about, there's lots of smaller, short books that have these wonderful nuggets. Even like Emily shared about that chapter by her friend, Liz, mm-hmm. she took, you know, all, about 10 quotes and just said things, you know, Jesus, that Jesus said to St. Faustia, like, tell me all my child, hide nothing from me because my loving heart, the heart of your best friend is listening to you. So there is so many consoling words. And, and also, as Emily said, sitting before that image of divine mercy and just looking at Jesus and looking at those rays are meant for you. And Jesus is stepping toward you. That is the beautiful thing about this devotion. He is reaching out into your life. And we have so much anxiety right now. And there is so much that is unknown. Mm-hmm. And really, we, we cannot, we can't control it. And any, this anxiety is not making us feel any better, right? Right. This anxiety. So all we can do is really place our hands, our lives in Jesus's hands and, and mm-hmm. say those words, you know, Jesus, I trust in you. And that chaplet is such a gift too, because it's just a short, easy, rhythmic prayer. And when you pray that it's just meant to help you to relax, to kind of go into meditative prayer, to right. lead you into calming yourself and thinking about Jesus's passion on the cross to thinking about Christ. And it is, it's really a, a gift to be able to pause if you can at three o'clock and to pray that prayers. But if you can't, and you can see the chaplet at any time, you know, if you're right. in the car, if you're taking a walk, you know, say those prayers. It's short. It's easy. You know, I know my family likes it because it is short and mm-hmm. everybody knows all the words. It's, it's really a gift to pray together as a family. So it's, it's wonderful. And so many people are live streaming the chaplet now. So the National Shrine of Divine Mercy in Stockbridge, you can join right there from the shrine. I know actually the Sisters of Mercy. Now, I think I want to say they're five hours ahead of me here in Columbus. And I so want to say like they have like at 9 a.m. You can actually pray with the sisters. Oh, wow. Them. That's a great thing. Uh, tomb. And they pray the chaplet with their arms outstretched, outstretched like Jesus. Oh, wow. It's really a, a neat experience. So it's, um you know, to start and really... With these books, Emily and I have designed them to be done in group study. Mm-hmm. So there's discussion questions at the end. So I know what a lot of people are doing Zoom groups. We did a, we've done a Zoom group. We actually did a Zoom group with about 50 women who are reading wow. the book together. And we have videos um, that we made in conjunction with the Marians of the Immaculate Conception. So Father Chris um, Alara, who is Saint, the Father yes. Joseph. At, we love um, him. Yeah. Yeah wonderful and he kind of takes on the little more theological aspects and we chose a theme for each chapter Mm -hmm. so um each chapter goes into a little bit of a different type of theme such as trusting god or surrendering surrendering your will and so we emily and i chat a little bit about how we know the author and then father chris goes into a little deeper explanation of, of the divine mercy devotion Oh, that's so great. So I'm just going to follow up there with you, um, Michelle, because you mentioned doing this as a group study. And I know from my own experience in publishing books, 
we women like our group studies. Like we want, we want those questions, right? We want the group questions. So during this time where it's, it's a little trickier to be getting together, you mentioned zoom calls, how practically might somebody go about doing that? If they, they were interested in um, setting up a group study, even with just a few girlfriends. Right. It's, it's actually fairly easy. Um, we did one actually before all this started, God is so awesome. And his, we um, decided to do for our other book, Pray Fully, we um, had women meeting from across the United States through Zoom. So you set up a Zoom account and you um, get a, you set up a, a date and time. You just schedule your little meeting and mm-hmm. then you invite your friends to come and they give them the link. And then you log in and they log in and everybody can see everybody's face and yeah. And pray together. You can chat together. You can even screen, share your screen. So if you want to watch the videos together, uh, the host can go ahead, right ahead and just hit play and share so you can watch the video together. And then you can go through the discussion questions together. So it's, okay. it's actually, it's, you, you can do Zoom. Um, there are free accounts. You're limited on time. Um, you know, there's a small fee, I think like $16 a month if you want a little bit longer time or a right. larger group. Um, but it's definitely well worth it. Um, it's yeah. been a great, we loved it. We, even though it was back in January when you could get out and about, um, I <laughs> did it in my bed every single week. That was awesome. And it was not as stressful on my, you know, having to leave the house. Yes, and right. Family, and I was there. Nice. Oh, that's great. Um, so yeah. So like you said, you can get a free zoom account. Um, but you're limited to 40 minutes. I think it is. Yeah. And these are, these are things that I've been exploring too. I think everybody has like these different ways, but, um, if people want to access those resources that you just mentioned, where do they, where do they get those, the videos and everything? Inspirethefaith.com. Inspirethefaith.com. Okay. I'm just gonna make a note of that because I'm going to put that in the show notes, which are always available at, ascensionpress.com. If you can't remember that, text the word girlfriends to 33777. You'll automatically get put on our list. You always get the show notes in your inbox and you'll be able to go to places like inspirethefaith.com without having to remember it. So definitely do that. Now, okay, before we have to wrap up here, I have to ask about you guys' relationship because I I have loved watching you through the years and all that you've accomplished together. And I'm, I'm always just fascinated by this because um, I've written books on my own and I've written one book with a friend, Elizabeth Foss. And that was such an, um, such a good experience, such a positive experience, but it also was, was tricky. It was hard to kind of figure that out, but you two are, you've been, you know, you both have families of your own and, um, you work and other ministries you're involved in personally, but professionally together, you've been prolific. Like how many books have you written together? Well, thanks so much. Cause it, it we've written four books together mm-hmm. and it has been, um, transforming to friendship. And I think that this is something with girlfriends to realize that when you work and collaborate for the kingdom of God, he will just bless you. And it's been a great example of sharing gifts, talents, annoyances, struggles, working (laughs) through, you know, the way we approach projects is different, you know, and, but learning to be patient. And um, one of the things that really impacted Michelle and I is how Jesus commissioned the apostles to go out two by two. And we knew that as busy moms with these large families and like you mentioned, working and all of our kids sports, we could um, really double time. (laughs) He could multiply what we were able to do together. And we also um, have been, you know, just humbled by the response of 
other women, you know, learning to share the microphone was, you know, that, that, okay, now it's Michelle's turn. Now it's Emily's turn. How do we, how do we share that, that front line? And, um, you know, we've realized that a lot of different women will be like, some will say, I'm a lot more Michelle, like Michelle, you know, like I am on task. I am there. And, um, so we, we like to say there's a place for all girlfriends in the kingdom of God. If you're you know, a lot of times like Bible study, I would just show up. I just had nothing done. I didn't have the, I didn't have anything done. I didn't have the workbook done. I barely had my coat on. I had no makeup. <laughs> And I would show up to Bible study in those early years. And mm -hmm. um, Michelle would have all of her Scott Hahn notes finished and complete. <laughs> but I realized that's our girlfriends, right? That's right. That's all of us in the kingdom of God. We we all are at different places. So mm -hmm. it's really been um, a lot of growth and collaboration and a lot of joy. And um, it's it's great. And as Michelle and I realized at one point, she's like, look, Em, we are like having these really focused, God-centered conversations Early on in our ministry, we realized how it transformed how we talked, what we talked about, how we collaborated. So even if um, your girlfriend's out there, take on an initiative in your parish, you know, take on running a Bible study, take on running a vacation Bible school, take on, you know, a little task, even if it's just a weekly rosary group that meets and um, does a book study, whatever that is, step out in faith. And um, I know the Lord's going to bless you. Because he sure blessed us with experiences way beyond what we ever could have imagined or done, you know, single-handedly, especially with the ages of our children when we launched this. Right. Oh, and it's been a joy to watch. For me personally, it's just been inspiring for me and my own friendships and my own relationships with other women. I think you guys have such a beautiful charism of female friendship and the beautiful way that you work together. So we have to mention your book that is on the topic of friendship, the friendship project, right? Um, before we, we have to go, Michelle, could you maybe just speak briefly about that book and um, what, where people can find out more about that project? Yes. Yeah, so also at inspire the faith.com, the same as all our books, we have this, our books and our book studies and our free video series and the Friendship Project was really um, what we noticed when people, we go out and speak about Divine Mercy for Moms, people always want to ask about our friendship afterwards. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't believe that two women were actually really friends like we were. <laughs> and we took a look at the eight virtues and how those, you want to have these virtues in your life to become a better friend. And But we talked about people who taught us those virtues. So real true friends in our lives who, who taught us these virtues of faith and hope and love and prudence and gratitude. And then we talked about saints and saints who were friends. So it was really cool because we got to study all these saints who were friends on earth. So two women who were friends on earth and they both later became canonized or beatified in the Catholic church. And yeah. we realized that these women, they were, we talked about all the doctors of the church. They were amazing women, but they also had that wind beneath their wings. They had that friend by their side helping right. them. St. Teresa of Avila, she had this woman, she called her inseparable companion, saying, uh, blessed uh, Anne of St. Bartholomew. So I think it was just, it's a, it was a wonderful project, a wonderful work to really, and so many women have responded to it. Um, we, our favorite thing to go out is, is to do an event called Friendship by Candlelight. And we hear so many stories of women who have reconnected with their friendships and found new friendships through the Friendship Project study groups. And really, you know, so, so many women say, I don't have friendships of faith and I want that. I desire that. And that is, that is a huge piece of growing in our Catholic faith is to have right. that support along the journey. 
Wow. I love that. And I, I love that book. So definitely people go to inspirethefaith.com and check out all of the resources that are available there. Besides that website, any other places people can go to find more information or is everything pretty much located at inspirethefaith.com? We have tried to keep it all there. All our, nice. All our social media, everything is streamlined. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And I'm so inspired by both of you. I want to thank you both for the inspiring example of your friendship and your personal witnesses in your marriages and your families. And this newest book, Our Friend Faustina, Life Lessons in Divine Mercy. Thank you so much, Emily Jaminette and Michelle Fanley. I want to thank you for spending time today here on Girlfriends. There's more coming up, but first a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you are listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. Did you know that every single item in a Catholic church points us towards heaven? Make every visit to a Catholic church a powerful reminder of God's presence with a new book from Ascension, The Sacred That Surrounds Us by Andrea Zachman. The Sacred That Surrounds Us awakens Catholics to the mystery of the seemingly ordinary items we see every week at Mass. It explains with clarity the symbolic realities and historical facts of each one. To order The Sacred That Surrounds Us, visit ascensionpress.com or Amazon. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that and that you're going to be checking out all of the resources that are available for you from Emily and Michelle at their website, inspirethefaith.com. Now, before we have to go here, I want to be sure to mention our Facebook group. Our Girlfriends Podcast Facebook group is a private group that is available to listeners of the Girlfriends Podcast. You are listening to the Girlfriends Podcast, so you qualify for this exclusive membership in this private Facebook group. If you're interested in joining, you do have to make a request to join. You can do that by going to the group, which is at facebook.com slash groups slash girlfriends podcast. Totally okay if you can't remember all of that right now, if you're in the middle of the run or you're walking with your dog or you're driving in your car, just remember to text the word girlfriends to 33777 and you will get the show notes for every episode of the Girlfriends Podcast delivered straight to your inbox. How fun is that? We will be automatically connected and bonus, you will never miss the newest show. So that's a great way to make sure that you are updated on all things Girlfriends, and I know you want to be. Um, also, while I'm talking to you about these things, make sure that you're subscribed to the Girlfriends podcast. Um, I know that sometimes because I do this myself, there are podcasts that I enjoy listening to, but I just don't hit that subscribe button. And then I end up forgetting to stay caught up, to go and look it up every time, right? So make this easy, make it a no brainer, make sure we are staying connected because this is important to me. I love the ways in which we're able to connect here through the Girlfriends podcast. So let's make sure that you're not missing any of those shows. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. The bonus is it helps us to get the word out about Girlfriends. So the more people that are subscribed, then it, it works into the way that iTunes lets other people know about the show. And the last way I want to encourage you to help spread the word about Girlfriends is literally that. Spread the word by word of mouth. That's really a powerful way to help others learn about the Girlfriends podcast and grow our community here. If you enjoy what you listen to here at Girlfriends, if this show benefits you in any way, maybe it'll benefit somebody else that you know and you want to let them know. You can share it on Facebook or even just call a friend, text a friend, let them know that you enjoy the Girlfriends podcast. That's a wonderful way that we're able to grow our community here. 
And finally, I want to be sure to let you know, remind you about some special discounts that you qualify for because you are a listener to the Girlfriends podcast. You can get discounts on my book. So first, from Ascension Press, you can get a discount on my book, You Are Enough, What Women of the Bible Teach You About Your Mission and worth. That book has been a bestseller and it is in stock in Amazon and on ascensionpress.com. You can go there and check it out. But if you buy the book, not from Amazon, but from Ascension directly, you can use the code girlfriends and you will get 10% off your order. Just because you're a girlfriend's listener, there are perks, there are bonuses, there are benefits to being a girlfriend's listener. You might want to Decide to pick up a book as a Mother's Day gift for a mom, a friend that you know, or a Mother's Day gift for yourself. Okay. The other discount that you can get is over at AveMariaPress.com. That's my newest book, Giving Thanks and Letting Go, Reflections on the Gift of Motherhood. If you purchase that through Ave Maria Press rather than through Amazon, you can use the code BEAN20. So that's just my last name, B-E-A-N 20, the number 20, and you'll get 20% off of your order. So sweet deal. Great ideas for Mother's Day. Just wanted to make sure that you were aware of that. I've been forgetting to remind you about these discounts that uh, you have access to through these publishers who have been so great to the Girlfriends audience. I want to thank them for that. And that's all the time we have for today. But I do want to ask you for your feedback. If you have a question or a topic you'd like me to take up on a future show, let me know. You are the reason I am here. You are the reason I record this podcast. So let me know how I can be encouraging of you, how I can be helpful to you. You can always email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. Connect with me on Voxer. Connect with me on social media. I am Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Would love to connect with you in any of those places. But as always, my favorite way to connect with you is right here through the podcast. So I want to thank you for being a part of today's show. Your presence here is so encouraging to me. It is so important to me. I am so grateful for you. If you are listening to the Girlfriends podcast, you have been prayed for. Thank you for being a part of this community of girlfriends. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 